Welcome everyone to our featured podcast on thought leadership with Dr. Ray McKinley. Dr. McKinley is an expert on leadership and character development. Let's join the conversation now. Hello, everyone. This is Ray McKinley. Welcome to Ride the Elephant podcast today. We're excited to have a guest with us today again, Brian McKinley, my son. And Brian, you know, we talked last time about moving from our value of judging nature to a need for approval and even an approval addiction. And, you know, one of those things that we look for when we uh, we want approval, we're looking for people to recognize our approval. And one of the ways that people recognize our approval is when they praise us. So I'm curious, Brian, you know, as we open this podcast here, what message are people sending when praised? That you're liked and you're appreciated and you did a good job, right? Yeah, I think most people feel when they're praised, they feel like they've met the approval of another person. So the person is recognizing that they approve of them by acknowledging them with a statement of praise. You know, you're great. That was wonderful. Appreciate that. Great game. Did a great job. Those kinds of comments. So when people are making those statements, they're letting you know that they approve of you. And what happens when you don't get praised? What's your feeling then? Well, if you don't get praised, you probably feel bad, like you did something wrong. Yeah. And I wonder sometimes if praise is a value judgment, if it's a praise or don't praise, if that's a way a person would value judge me based on what they feel I should be doing or what they would like to see me be doing. And then they would praise us. Now, praise starts at a very young age. I understand that we praise our kids and that can go into young adulthood and then actually can go into relationships, adult relationships as we go to work, as we go into marriage, as we go into working with other people in the community. It seems like praise is a way of us identifying that we have been approved of. However, I have a concern about praise, because when you think of praise as positive, what happens when we don't get it? We don't feel good about it. We don't like it. We start wondering about ourselves. Is praise a requirement, or is that the measurement of an approval that we're getting from others, and is that creating an approval addiction in us that we want to garner praise and seek the praise of others. You're saying that praise is the kind of an active form of approval, showing your approval for someone by praising them. And then you're also saying that disapproval doesn't just come in the form of a criticism or a dig. It can also come in the form of silence. And that that not getting praise is a form of disapproval. You're saying, like we talked about last time, that that can lead to a state of approval addiction, which is wanting other people to see what you did and like you for it and doing things to get the approval of other people rather than doing things for inwardly determined reasons or character reasons. And I don't know that that's something that is easily agreeable with because praise, it's kind of fun in a way to let people know that you think that that it was great. If I go to see live music, which I really enjoyed doing, I will tell the musicians after the show, 
That was great. You know, I really enjoyed your music. I'm glad I came out tonight. You guys do a great show. That's praise, right? And sure. it's so easy. I don't really see the reason to second guess that. Well, I think one of the things that we've seen with a praise culture, and I think we've seen this a lot in our culture today, where we overpraise children specifically, and then that ends up going into their adult life. And I think there's been a lot of research showing the damaging effects of praise. You know, I would encourage you to take a look at some of the damaging effects of praise. I mean, just if you search on the internet, just check it out, do a Google search and say, hey, what what are the damaging effects of praise? You'd be surprised by what comes up. It actually inhibits a, a child's achievement. It causes them to do less than because they're only doing enough to meet what the person is expecting. So we end up developing pleasers or children who do things to please their authorities, please their parents, please their teachers. And they know that they please their teachers when they get praised. And this has been a problem in education today because this over nurturing, over praising of children, it causes them to have less achievement than more achievement. It doesn't encourage them. It actually holds them back. I would think that praise would be motivating if other people are being praised for their talent, either on the sports field or in the workplace or some ability to entertain other people, whatever it is, it seems like if you're not getting praised, then that motivates you to kind of ask yourself, like, hey, what am I doing wrong here? It's like a comedian going up and not getting a laugh. You know, it's when a comedian bombs that they got to go and sit down and say, well, that didn't make anybody laugh. If you're not getting praised, isn't that kind of a good thing? Because you can then go and, and look at yourself and say, what do I need to do differently? What do I need to improve? so that I am getting noticed and I am impressing my audience or whoever it is, my team. Well, I th- sure. I think in a situation of, of, of a sporting event where you're doing something to achieve on a sporting field, doing something to bring about humor to a group of people, laughter, applause, praise is an acknowledgement that people are appreciating that. However, when you have an approval addiction, praise is motivating. That's true. You said, well, I think it's motivating. Yes, it's motivating, but it's not inspiring. Oh, there's that again. Yes. We're now doing it for other people. We're Mm. now doing it because we want the praise from others and the approval from others. So we're not doing it for our own reasons. We're doing it for their reasons. And granted, in relationships like coaches, you're doing it for your coach's reason. I get that. However, there doesn't seem to be a transition unless we put a specific mind to it where we recognize there's a time for praise and then there's a time for inspiration. There's a time to be earn the approval of others and there's a time that we really need to be doing what motivates us and not necessarily what everyone else is expecting us to do. So that's a big difference between praise and affirming. Affirming is a different affirming praise, a praise that affirms the person instead of the action. That's affirming the person instead of the things they're doing that meets the approval of somebody else. 
Wait, explain that more, or again, uh, maybe on a deeper level, affirming. Okay, there's two things that we can recognize. We can recognize what a person is doing, or we can recognize their being. We are not human doings, we are human beings. So we can recognize we are both actually, but our human doing, we get acknowledged for that in the form of praise. People appreciate it and they praise us for our doing, our achievement, the things we've accomplished. When we're affirmed, we're being affirmed for our being, who we are as a person. Now, we talked before about total unconditional acceptance last time. It was the antithesis of the need for approval. So a person can be accepting of your being and not be accepting of your doing. And there's a difference. So what would you rather have? Be in a knowledge for your doing or acknowledge for who you are as a person, your being? Well, that's a really good question. I think that, uh, man, I was, it was, it was in a movie recently. There was like a scene in a movie where there was this couple and they're talking to each other. This is Sean Connery. Anyway, it's him and a woman. And the woman is telling him that she loves him for who he is. She loves him as a person. Anyway, I think I get what you're saying here. And I think that it's interesting because we hunger for true, uh, what did you call it? In the recording that we did before, you said some kind of acceptance, total Total acceptance. Total unconditional acceptance is being acknowledged for your who you are being, not what you're doing. I think people really hunger for that, and they don't even know that they're hungering for it. There's so many people in the workplace who bust their butt and feel like they're doing a really good job, but if at the end of the day, nobody cares about them. Their bosses don't care about them. Their spouse doesn't care about them and their well-being. They're only with that person because they're a good worker, they work hard, and they bring home the bacon. And if all of that were to stop one day, that love would all disappear. Right? I think there's a lot of people who have that fear in their life that nobody appreciates me. They only care that I just do what I do because I do it well. Yeah, this is where there's that balance, Brian. We talked about last time when we talked about the dichotomy. In all dichotomies, there's a balance. There's this dichotomy right now that we're talking about, the praise versus affirming dichotomy. And there needs to be a balance in this. There needs to be part of us that get acknowledged for our doing. But we also, if we're not getting acknowledged for who we are being, then we are not filling that empty vessel that we talked about last time, that part of our heart, that part of our soul, that part of our feeling that doesn't feel appreciated, doesn't feel worthy, doesn't feel that I'm important and I'm making a difference and I'm a soul on this earth that has a contribution to make. And it's about my being, not about all that I do. And I think people who only get acknowledged for their doing and don't get acknowledged for their being, it's an empty feeling. Now, some of us sent us set that up. We set that up by striving for the achievement. We strive for the achievement so that we get 
acknowledged for what we do. We have a tendency to not be looking for the right thing, okay? And we're looking for something else. And we need to be looking for something that's deep down inside, something where we're totally unconditionally accepted, where we're loved and affirmed for our being, for who we are, just the way we are, and be filled. This is where fulfillment begins, when you start being affirmed for who you are being, not what you're doing. And I think, you know, there's three aspects of affirming that I think are important to bring up here. And I think this will kind of bring it into full circle for us. There's affirming for being, like we said, we also can be affirmed for our effort. And the third is to be affirmed for our character. Now, what does that mean? So we're affirmed for our being by total unconditional acceptance, just loving us just the way we are, like we said. So the other way we can be affirmed is for our effort. Even though we don't succeed, and this is the problem in schools today, even though we don't succeed, we can be acknowledged for our effort, our intention, and to have people say to us things that are affirming to our effort. They might say something like, you know, you're so decisive, you're so persistent, you're really inquisitive about trying to find a way to do this. And it's that they might be ambitious. So acknowledging a person for their initiative to do things and get things done is more about their being than it is about their doing. So I think it's important that we praise a person for their effort or affirm them for their effort, what I call an affirming praise. The other thing that I think we can do is affirm people for their character. What is it about their character that we can acknowledge? Can we acknowledge their integrity? Can we acknowledge their compassion? Can we acknowledge their humility? And people would rather be acknowledged for their character than receive a paycheck. To your point earlier, is it, are we just going to work for a paycheck or are we going to work for something else? And studies have shown that people would rather be acknowledged for their character and their qualities as a person than just receiving a paycheck. What's your thought about that? Well, it, that indicates to me how strong or important an emotional state is for people. Feeling well-being is really, really valuable for people to get out of suffering and to enjoy a quality of life, to have well-being. That's all that says to me is that that is really, really, really important to me for people to have well-being. It's really, really important for people. I mean, of course, you need a paycheck. But what you're saying is that human beings are complicated. Well-being is a multifold thing. And you're saying that praise is just one half. It's just the superficial part. So you're saying that affirmation and praise are kind of complementary opposite yeah. of no, each other? No, they're not opposite. Not, well, they can be considered opposite ends of the dichotomy on the continuum. Am, am I doing more praising and not enough affirming? Am I doing too much affirming and not enough praising? You know, there's a point in this continuum where you want to balance things out. And I think it's perfectly said 
or are perfectly applied to children. I think this is where most people really get caught up in this thing because we have a tendency to praise our children. As parents, we praise them a good job, great. You know, we're constantly praising our children for things they do well. We want to recognize them for doing things well. So we praise them. However, if we're not careful and just give standalone praise without giving the other side of the dichotomy, the affirming side of the dichotomy, we're missing an opportunity to fill their vessel up, to fill that part in their soul that makes them feel good about their being. Yeah, you affirmed them. They feel good that they pleased you. They feel good that they did what you wanted them to do. And they'll do that again next time to earn your approval. And they'll continue to do that. They might even become pleasers. And we see a lot of kids who just do everything to please their parents. I see kids go into adulthood and they do everything to please their friends. And when you're a pleaser, you never get filled up. You're pleasing everybody else. You're filling everybody else's need and you're not filling your own because you're relying so much on the praise. So as children, when they're very young, they don't understand what may not understand what an affirmation is. They may not understand being affirmed for their effort, but they can be. At a very young age, you can start affirming kids for their effort, not just praising them for what they did. You affirm them for their effort and you affirm them for their character. So what I'd like to say is, hey, as a parent, what I would like to encourage you to do is Yeah, give the praise, lavish praise over your child, okay? However, follow it up with something that's affirming. Like ask them, son, how did you feel about that? That is really exciting. I'm so proud of you. But how do you feel about it? You see, when we leave it with I'm proud of you and that's the only thing we say, then, oh, my dad's proud of me. That's wonderful or my teacher's proud of me, or my coach is proud of me. What I'm encouraging you to consider and listener to consider is follow it up with something that builds up the person and fills up their vessel with an affirmation, a quality in them that you're observing. What quality did you observe in your son when they did that? Was it diligence? Well, then say, that was very diligent of you. Was it very resourceful? Wow, that was really resourceful of you because you didn't have the things you needed to do and you were worried about it. You couldn't get it done the way you had planned to do, but because you realized you didn't have the stuff you needed to do, you found a way, you became resourceful and you still made it happen. So now you're affirming them for a quality you've observed in them. And I think that's what's so important. I think there's qualities that we can affirm our children's being, like being authentic, being sincere, being kind, being flexible, being truthful, showing honor to their teachers and to you, affirming for that, for being helpful and loyal. So when we affirm a person for their being, we're recognizing their generosity, their gratefulness, and their accepting and loving nature. That is all ways that we can let our children know, and not just our children, the people we work with as well, because we as bosses and we as managers, and we as co-workers working with as a team to affirm other people by recognizing what they're being, instead of just saying, thanks for doing a good job, that's okay. But what else can you say beyond thank you for doing a good job? And the other thing that we want to do with our kids is, you know, when they succeed, it's easy to affirm them for. When they have a success, great job, then you can go on and talk about their success. 
But this is the one that's more important when they fail and they don't achieve what they wanted and they come to you crying and disappointed. That's the time you want to affirm them for a quality you see in them. You affirm them for their effort. You affirm them for their persistence. You affirm them, affirm them for their initiative, their creativity, their meticulousness, their enthusiasm, their diligence, their determination, their decisiveness. Even though they may have failed, you can ask them, what did you learn from this experience? Certainly, you learn something when you succeed, but the lessons we learn from our failures are more important than the lessons we take on from our successes. It's more important that we take on these lessons of our failure. And this is where, as a parent or as a boss or a coworker or a friend, we can encourage people and affirm them for their effort. And I think it doesn't necessarily have to do with doing a good job. It doesn't necessarily always have to be with a you know, failure. You also just in the presence of another person, just because you're totally unconditionally accepting, well, what is that about? What can you say to them that can elevate their feelings, fill their vessel up when it comes to character, acknowledging their character, like their self-control or their deference or their integrity or their honesty, their truthfulness, trustworthiness, compassion? Are they being respectful? Are they taking personal responsibility? When you acknowledge things like that, you acknowledge the character of the person, that's filling their vessel. That means more to them than praise and of their doing. So how do you feel about that? How does that play out in your parenting? How do you see that play out in your relationships, Brian? Well, that, I think, just firstly, that human doing and human being breakdown does a lot to really clarify, I think, the difference that you're trying to get at with the purpose of an affirmation versus the purpose of praise. And that when we're praising, it's to a person's doing. And when we're affirming, it's to a person's being. And you mentioned a lot of character qualities like diligence and respect. And you just like went through the list of all these character qualities. And it seems to me that the human being, in other words, the, the character is the being. It's who they're being, but it affects the doing. And the doing is the evidence of a character quality, and they kind of go together. And so affirmation and praise kind of go together. And you're saying that you almost can't have one without the other because then things get out of balance and you become focused on what was done rather than where the person was being inspired by. And as for carrying this out in life, I have tried to affirm people. We've talked about this. It's very, very easy to praise because it's kind of how we were raised, to talk to one another when someone does a good job, you want to show their approval. And there's another layer in an affirmation where you've got to think on something deeper, like what was the background to this? What was going on deep within the person? And I think it helps to have those character words in mind in advance. So like generous, for example, I can think of a story where my son, we were at a birthday party and there was a pinata 
And after the pinata went down, he shared his candy with the girl who was there who didn't fight her way into the candy pile after the pinata went down like the rest of the kids, especially the boys. And I told him afterwards, after we were leaving, I said, you know, I saw you be generous today. He didn't really, he wasn't really sure what I was talking about. And I said, I saw you share some of the candy that you had with that girl who didn't get any candy. And that is being generous. Have you ever heard that word before? And we, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what that is. And I asked him how it felt then to be generous. And he just looked at me and just smiled. And I guess if there's one way to tell the power of an affirmation and how deep it goes, as opposed to praise, it's that kind of smile that he gave me in that moment. And I said, that was awesome. So my saying that was awesome was kind of like the praise. But telling him, hey, you were being generous today. And then I further explained to him, and you didn't do it for the adults to notice. You didn't do it because, you know, you like her or she's popular or whatever. You just did it because she didn't have any candy or she didn't have as much candy as you. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So I think that if you have an idea of rich character qualities, patience, sincerity, wisdom, curiosity, boldness, compassion, if you have those words in the back of your mind as gifts that you give to people, then you're going to be ready to notice the human being and you're going to be able to go up to someone and show them what ways you approve of their human doing, but on a deeper level, talk to them about their human being by affirming their character qualities. And if we all had this in the way that we communicated with one another, <laughs> well, we might feel like people of character. And we might feel that the people in our lives love us on a deeper level, and you'll feel that you're showing love to people in your life on a deeper level. And it's hard to just explain it. You kind of have to just try it out and then watch the result. And watch what happens. You know, that's a great story, Brian. It's a great example of the power of an affirmation. You recognize the child for what he did, but then you gave him your observation of, what quality was in him that caused him to do that? Which didn't use the word. You actually, you asked him what it meant, which is a better thing. And then you kind of built off what he said. And then you made it clear what your observation about what that word meant. And that acknowledgement of him in an affirming way, it wasn't praise, it was affirming him, allowed him to have his vessel filled. And what he saw in his smile was filling up his heart filling up his soul, filling up his vessel. And that's so important to do that. That's a perfect example of what we're talking about. Yes, we can praise our children. However, we need to add to that and give them something more. You know, I was thinking about it and you said, if we could remember of some things to say to people, I like to say, well, you know, you could write on your five digits of one hand, 
and just come up with a handful of qualities that you want to recognize people for throughout the day. And if you see someone who is decisive, and that's one of the words you have, then say, oh, that's one of the words I was going to talk about today. So when you see someone be decisive, you acknowledge decisive. them for the decisive. What is, what is yeah. decisive? What does it mean to be decisive? To make decisions very clearly based on core beliefs, values, and principles. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. To make good, quick decisions. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Based on yeah. something internally. Your son made a decision to share his candy based on core beliefs and values and principles in his heart that caused him to do that. And you affirmed him for that. You've cemented the deal with that affirmation. And that's what's powerful. You know, you might be kindness. There's some kindness in the day. That's a word you're going to use and talk about it. You know, one of the things I do, and I've done this for years, Brian, I think of a character quality every day. And I plaster character qualities all around my office. I think I have probably posters for 40 or 50 character qualities in my office walls because I needed to be reminded to make sure that this is something I wanted to do. So I go into a day with a character quality that I'm thinking about that I want to acknowledge a person for. And more often than not, it's a patient. Could be a staff member, but it's more often than not a patient. And I will find an opportunity to acknowledge them for a character quality and say it to them. And it's amazing to watch them feel so much better about themselves when you give them a quality, just like Brian did. They smile. It lifts them up. They sit taller. They stand taller. They go to the front desk and say, you know what Dr. McKinley said to me today? And they tell the story about how I affirm them or they don't use that word because they don't know that yet, you know, or some people might, but how they said I was very thoughtful and very grateful. Well, that's probably my favorite word is gratefulness. I love it when people show gratitude. You know, it isn't easy sometimes when we sit in a dental chair and we work on them for an hour going through some tough things. And I let them know how grateful I am that they're here. And they in turn let me know how grateful they are for the care I give them. So we start exchanging words back and forth that are building people up and filling their vessel instead of taking them down or doing it for the wrong reason. You know, I say praise is oftentimes for the praiser. Affirming is oftentimes for the affirmed. So what are you doing this for? Are you praising this person because you want to praise them? You know, I think one of the things I observed is we as parents sometimes, I'm so proud of you. Well, that's fine. However, I didn't do it for you. I did it for myself. I listened to my dad, and my dad was just a very affirming father. And he was very, was important for him to put me through situations. And I mentioned that in a previous podcast for success. And I remember one time I did something on the golf course here. I, we actually built a golf course when I was growing up. And I did something on the golf course and we were standing up at the clubhouse looking out on the course and dad started to tell another golfer that I did something on the course and he was praising me. Basically, it was praising me for doing the job the way he wanted it to be done. And I remember feeling and saying, you know, there came a point where I said to myself, and I was probably 16 at the time, you know, I really didn't do that for my dad. Even though he's praising me right now, I did it for myself. And when I had that awareness 
that I was doing it for myself. And I felt good about what I did because of me. It was fine to hear him say that. But my really true feel good was not what my dad just said to me, that I'm proud of you and he praised me. My feel good was knowing that I did what I wanted to do and I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. So we all, we hopefully have these points in our life where we recognize that being praised, there's more to life than being praised. There's more than life than being approved of by your parents, teachers, and your friends, and your coworkers. And as society makes this definition of what success is and what achievement is. And there's more to life than that, than trying to check off all those marks of achievement. There's more to it than that. What are your core beliefs, values, and principles that you are being affirmed for in your life that cause you to feel good about yourself? and start filling that vessel that needs to be filled with something other than praise. So this is an important topic, and I think it really ties into our seven dichotomies that we're talking about. You know, the first dichotomy being approval, the second dichotomy being praise, and then on the other side of the dichotomy where we go from total unconditional acceptance to being affirmed for our being and our character and our effort. So any final thoughts, Brian? This is a lot to chew on, I know, and this oftentimes rubs people initially the wrong way. And I would encourage people to really investigate it a little bit more. And when I first heard this 25, 26 years ago, there was very little out there talking about it. Bill McGrain talked about it years ago, and it was such a big piece for my understanding. And then about the last 10 years, there's been a lot of research coming out about the damaging effects of praise and what it's doing for our children. And I think it's really important we recognize that when we start praising, we need to start affirming instead. We need to acknowledge people for their being, acknowledge them for their effort, and acknowledge them for their character. I think that's so important. Any final thoughts, Brian? Well, yeah, it is hard at first blush to kind of think of praise as being a distraction or a takeaway or, or just being, you know, not sufficient enough. I think this is really a whole new level of critically thinking about being in relationship with people and getting beyond the superficial. And it's really interesting. It's like, it seems like it kind of, it's counterintuitive at first. And I mean, yes. one of the cornerstones of American business training, for example, is how to win friends and influence people. You know, the Dale Carnegie book. Right. And I remember him saying in there, with people, you've ha you have to be hearty in your approbation and lavish in your praise. And so I think there's a lot of people who are in that school of thought of praise, and you're not saying, stop praising. You're saying add affirmations to the mix. Yes. Balance it out with the human being and talk to people about their human being. And that's what's really interesting because, like I said before, I feel like there is an appetite for being loved for more than what you do and being yes. loved even when you mess up. That's what an affirmation of effort is when you talked about how, hey, Sometimes you're going to mess up. You have to be a little more creative and a little more of a critical thinker to yeah. affirm someone after they messed up or after a loss. That takes a lot of creativity to affirm someone and say it's not about 
what you did. It's about mm-hmm. the effort that you made and the character deep down. And if you keep tapping into that character, you'll probably do better next time, right? Well, yes. And Brian, you and, have a decade. Or, go ahead. You have another thought? Yeah, and I just I feel like we've talked about the bad stuff that we hear, and people are so negative and so critical, and don't get hung up on the praise thing. I mean, it's an interesting conversation, but if you're getting hung up on the praise thing, you're missing the point. The point here is that there's a lot of healing that needs to take place in the mind, body, and soul of every person that you know. Give them the gift of an affirmation by saying, hey, I see you being sincere. I see you being generous. I see you being attentive. I see you being diligent. I see you showing deference for other people. And it's like a gift that you're giving someone. And least of all, to heal them from all of the criticism and disapproval that they're sure to have gotten in their life. You know, what's one more praise going to do for them? They need some deeper acknowledgement. And as you get older, Brian, and as you approach another decade or so, as you start approaching 50 years old, you're going to start having relationships with people that are going to start asking this. You'll hear this time and time again. Is this all there is? All this doing I'm doing, everything in my life, is that all there is? Because they've never been fortified internally. They've never been supported deep down. Their vessel has not been filled. Yes, they've checked off all the marks. If you look on their wall, they have all the accolades and all the trophies and all the approvals. However, is that all there is? You're recognizing that question now, and many, many people will recognize that question in the future as a consequence of us focusing more on our doing than instead of our being. So, hey, Brian, that's a lot to chew on. You had some great summaries there, great stories. I appreciate that. We're going to bring it to close and talk about the next dichotomy next week. So thank you again, and thank you, everyone else, for joining us for Ride the Elephant today. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us today. Your feedback is important to us, and we'd like to hear from you. Email your comments and questions to ray at raymckinley.com. Join us next week for another informative podcast with Dr. Ray McKinley. Have a great week.